Hi, everyone. This is Catherine Adams. And Elizabeth Wallace. And special guests... Jada Scarborough and Nathan Adams. (laughs) So we're doing a great big Skype call this week because we're going to be talking about the Oscar nominated animated short films for episode 70 of Binary System Podcast. And we somehow managed to both watch that on the same night, even though we weren't planning it on different sides of the country. Yep. Yep. It was a um, pretty, it was a twin thing. That kind of thing happens. Yep. Of course. So, uh, Probably spoiler warnings on this one, because I think it's kind of hard when you've got like a seven minute uh, animated short, it's kind of hard to not spoil the ending of it. So if you're listening and you don't want to get spoiled, go watch the shorts and then come back and listen to this podcast. Okay. So just to start out, I figured we'd go in the opposite direction. Uh, Catherine and Nathan, what would you say would be the shorts that you liked the least out of the ones that you saw? Okay. Well, the one that underwhelmed me the most was probably Pearl. I thought so, too. I think the animation was really lovely, but um, the story just seemed kind of basic. It seemed like it was going to be more deep than it was. Yeah, Yeah, I I get the idea that wasn't the point. It was sort of the commonality of human existence, that sort of thing, to get really deep, whatever. But it's just, you know, a a story that lots of people could relate to. It was, you know, growing up and being able to still be be nostalgic for the past, I guess. Now, uh, Jada, you had actually said that you enjoyed that one. You I did her. enjoy it. I liked it, too. Yeah. Interesting. So what did you like about it, Nathan? I thought it was a nice story. It was well animated. Like you said, it was definitely something everyone could relate to. I mean, yeah, there wasn't anything special about it, but, I mean, nothing to grab you by the lapel and go, hey, this is amazing. <laughs> special about it, but... Uh, I generally liked it. It was a very sweet story. I agree. And um, just for me, my dad used to play guitar when I was little. And so he tried to teach me so many times. And I was such a hopeless case. He gave up trying to teach me. And so I thought that was cool about how, you know, she actually ended up playing and kind of followed in his footsteps. But actually excelled what he did. Um, So I thought that was neat. I was also impressed at the whole concept of having the entire thing be viewable inside the car. That sort of thing doesn't impress me. Now, I don't think there were any of them that I disliked, but I would guess if I had to put them in order, I mean, Pearl, I wasn't, you know, I thought it was fine, Mm -hmm. but it just didn't really grab me. I think the next one up from Pearl for me would be the Western one, Borrowed Time, which I thought looked amazing and was really well done and very tense but i don't maybe it's just i'm just not much of a person who likes westerns i don't know i i liked that one a lot i liked the idea that even without you having to go into detail about it that it was very obvious that this was a memory that he'd been working his entire life to not remember which is why he has that obvious strengthening himself before he starts walking into the area where it all happened. So, which would explain why so much time had gone past, you know, and then suddenly he's, you know, decided that he can't deal with it anymore. That obviously something had brought it all back. Yeah, that was what I liked a lot about it, is it left you wanting more. You wanted to know why, why after all this time did he come back to this this place and what was his relationship to the guy that was with him when the accident occurred? Was it his father? Was it his guardian, his boss? It did, did leave you wanting a lot more. Now, Jada, you had made a comment about how maybe that one should have had a warning on it. Yes. I thought that one deserved a warning more than the last one. Yeah. But 
I don't know. Did don't they know. do that in your guys's where the very final one that they film uh, showed to the audience? They had sort of said that maybe kids need to leave the theater before this oh, one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I as they showed a few of those ones that didn't get a nomination but were like highly commended, whatever. And they said we're going to show these, and then the very last one is not going to be really appropriate for kids. So when that one finally came on, there was a little pause, and all the families with children you know, left. And I told Nathan, I think these kids that got escorted out because they weren't you know like toddlers, whatever. They were like at least you know ten years old, whatever. They're probably going to spend the next five or six years thinking about this one and playing it up in their head. And then when they finally see it. I wonder if it's going to be, you know, what they thought it was or as bad as they were probably led to believe. It was kind of like you and me with, um, I think it was Fritz the Cat. Yeah. That, uh, yeah. But that we saw the uh, cover of the movie in the rental place and it was a rated R movie. And we thought that was just so fascinating about the idea of a rated R cartoon. And then when I finally saw it, it was like, it's fine. Right. <laughs> so you had actually thought that this one, the first one they showed, Borrowed Time, needed to be included in that thing as well. Yeah, I thought it should have a warning. And also, I didn't like it. I mean, it was probably, you know, the story's fine, whatever. But I think the thing that got me the most, and I always think weird things, is I'm like, uh, the watch, that watch would have not been there after all those decades of him being away, and that ruined the whole thing for me. <laughs> so you went in with, with yeah. the logical thing, yeah. right? I'm like, eh, whatever. I know that it was a little bit kind of a, I don't know, maybe twee, I don't know how you'd say this, but in the very, very, very end when he's holding the watch and you hear it start ticking, and I'm like, that was manipulative, but I'm not opposed, you know? <laughs> I think... The setting that they had it in made that a little bit more believable that the watch would still be there. It's an arid region. It's going to get, you know, a lot of exposure to the elements, but maybe not necessarily torrential rain that would wash it down the side of that Exactly. Cliff. So the next one I wanted to go into was one of the ones that was like, it hadn't been nominated, but it got sort of a special mention. Mm-hmm. It was very interesting. The Head Vanishes. And what did everybody think of that one? I don't know exactly what they were trying to say. I mean, I think they were trying to go with dementia and what that can do to people. Oh, definitely. But the fact that her daughter slaps her and that seemed to have temporarily woken her up and made her sensible again. I didn't like that. Yeah, that's not what the way it works. I've had people in my family that have had dementia. That's not how it works. No, no, no. It's not like somebody's drunk and you're trying to wake them up, you know? Right. I did like how... They portrayed it that it's it really is an altered state that someone is in, that they're mm-hmm. going to be seeing stuff and reacting to stuff that maybe doesn't make sense to everybody else because their brain is working differently. And I thought the ending of the cartoon was a little bit, you know, disturbing, obviously, because it's only temporarily that she seemed to understand things. And then, you know, her head falls off. And But, you know, it was some beautiful imagery, I yeah. thought. Nathan, what did you think? It was really strange. But French cartoons tend to be kind of strange, so I was expecting <laughs> that. But yeah, I, my grandmother had Alzheimer's, and yeah, slapping them is not going to do any good. Probably just going to upset them further. But right. I did think it was a very nice portrait of trying to get at what a person with dementia is going through. Yeah, and the whole metaphor, you know, lost her head. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I just love how um, she talked about her daughter like she was just like this alien person. She's like, oh, she's horrible, you know. <laughs> Well, I mean, that's Elizabeth and I can definitely relate because, you know, we were told about our grandmother that yes. our aunt and uncle uh, took her for a drive at one point and midway through the drive, she forgot who everybody was and thought she was being kidnapped. Yeah. So yeah. it, it mm-hmm. does actually happen. So and if if this 
you know, cartoon raises little consciousness about that, then great. I just didn't quite think that that was the right message. But, you know, as Nathan said, French. So yeah. you're also you're right. It was the slap. Like up until that point, I thought it was like all like a good message. Like you hear so many people taking dementia very personally because this person doesn't remember you anymore and they're being difficult and all this kind of stuff. I was totally fine with everything right up until the slap and the fact that she was coherent after the slap. I'm like, no, not a good no, message. I don't, I don't like that, no. No, no. I guess the next one I wanted to look at was Blind Vesha, which, Jada, you said you really liked that one. I did. I really liked that. So what did you like about it, particularly? Oh, well, I just, you know, it was, I just never thought of it as, like, something that to think of. You know, like, why would why would a person create this? Yeah, yeah. It is and a really I'm, interesting I'm like, idea. You know, because I, I, I never think of things like this. And when I see something like that, I'm like, that's awesome that somebody thinks that up. Yeah. I was honestly thought she was going to rip both of her eyes out. Oh, God. Because they kept referring to her as blonde and, you know, yeah. all the, the people of the village or whatever. I thought, she, I was like, please don't do that. Yeah. But that's probably what would have happened in real life. Right. Yeah. For anybody who's listening and wondering what the heck we're talking about uh, and hasn't gone to go see it yet, which you should, the character Blind Vesha, she was born with her left, left eye, eye was the past. Left eye only sees the past and the right eye only sees the future. And she can't see the present at all. Right. She at all. She not see the present at all. No. And she, like, men come to her because she's a beautiful young woman when she grows into and they approach her as suitors and she either sees them as children which you know she's not a pedophile Mm -hmm. or she sees them as very old men and she's not interested and it's just it was very it was a really interesting idea well then i love the the imagery about the differences like sometimes the difference would only be a you know a few hours or a few minutes you know she could see the sun rising on one side and then the sun setting on the other and sometimes she would see you know her left eye would see the blank void before the creation of all things and then the right side would be seeing humanity reduced to ashes after some kind of apocalypse so and that you know made it very terrifying because she did think about the idea of pulling out one of her eyes so that she would only be able to see one thing but which one would that be which and one that's would be easier where you would have just blinded yourself in both of them. Right. Nathan, what did you think of it? I liked it. I liked the uh, the animation style. It very much was like a Vincent Van Gogh painting. Yes, I was thinking it was like a it was like a woodcut. You know, like yeah, somebody that too. like that like a, too. a printing process, a lithograph, something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was I was surprised. It's actually a Canadian production. I was thinking it was possibly Russian or some other kind of Eastern European one. I was surprised that it was a Canadian cartoon. It was. Interesting to me that it was a cautionary tale because you yeah. don't find out what happens to Blind Vesha. It's just a uh, she obviously was very sad and had a very tragic life, and here's why this would be bad. And yeah. sort of the idea that if you live entirely in the past or you live entirely in the future, you're never going to be able to enjoy anything. Exactly, very much so. And then next on the list, I think um, it's kind of a toss up, but let's talk about one of the nominated ones. Uh, it wasn't nominated for the Oscar, but it was a special mention. Asteria, the one on the moon. That was my least favorite. <laughs> was it really? I did not like it That's at all. That's hilarious. That's actually, okay. I think, cause Hannah's noticed this with me and Catherine before. <laughs> we'll like, I'm okay with hating something most of the way through, and then they give it a brilliant ending. I'm like, oh, it's the best thing ever. And Hannah's like, no, no, that's not that's not correct. Catherine, what did you think of it? I just thought it was great that it was pointing out how ridiculous all of us are, like have our ridiculous attitudes and how little they really matter. And here's somebody who's, you know, caused all of this chaos, and it turns out he's just playing golf. Yeah. <laughs> Nathan, what about you? What did you think? I thought it was okay. I just kept thinking about the, that Marvin the Martian cartoon where him and Daffy Duck are uh, 
but try to claim the planet. That was definitely inspired by that. Yeah, yeah happy birthday, you thing from another world. Yeah. <laughs> I thought one of the things that I loved was the fact that the little aliens sounded like Raymond's Raven Rabbits. <laughs> thought, I'll forgive just about anything for that. But that and the fact that it turned out to be a golf ball in the end, we got a laugh in the audience from that one. But yes. Yeah, and I don't know what it says that I was more upset that the aliens died than the astronauts. So yeah. I was like, why are you killing them? They're cute and adorable. Exactly. That's true. What I was trying to figure out, though, was that, okay, were the little aliens were claiming the planet, too? No, they were setting up the they, golf. They were setting, they were setting, up, setting up the the flag for the golf ball. Because yeah. I couldn't think if they were setting up the flag for the golf ball, or if this alien was just going to the various places that had a flag. That's why they, you know, shot to the uh, American flag on the moon at the next one. It's like, oh yeah, this one's going to be the next hole. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess he thought since his aliens died, he had to do that. Yeah, so. that's true. He didn't have anybody to set up the flags anymore. Yeah. He's like, here's one. Bing. But, yeah. <laughs> so the next one after that, I think we should probably talk about pear cider. Oh, it says pear brandy and cider. It is. Yeah, it's totally our little. We have a little printout that they gave us at the theater, and the printout says pear brandy and cigarettes. It's pear cider and cigarettes. Yes, yes. pear yes. cider, pear cider yeah. and cigarettes. So this one, for anybody who doesn't know, Robert Valley actually did a graphic novel of this, and it's based on a true story about a person that he actually knows, and it was thirty-five minutes long, and it yeah. was epic. Yeah. Epic, really, yeah. really. Well, I found out afterwards. This is the guy that does all the animation for the gorillas music videos oh no way i had no yep. idea which i know nothing about that band and i started looking into it <laughs> everyone's probably laughing at me about this i didn't know it was a fictional band the and little animated characters are not stand-ins for the artists they are entirely fictional you know what i think i might have known that but i'm not sure I, I never really had much interest in the band i like a few of their songs but i was always intrigued by the cartoons always yeah. always always yeah nathan what did you think of it other than it being epic i loved it it reminded me of something we would have seen on liquid television back in the 80s yes in the 90s yeah, uh, really. it had that feel to it that look it was a great story i thought and the fact that it's true well it didn't surprise me at all actually <laughs> i mean the strangest things are usually true but yeah, yeah. Uh, i hope it gets the oscar i don't think it will but i hope it does i thought it it was probably just for the fact that it's you know the longer one and that it is all of the scenes where he's talking about his past with techno so many of them were just done in silhouettes, which made the whole thing even more epic. And all those elongated limbs and everything. And then, you know, Techno's first wife you know, walks in and he did a really good job of conveying evil. You know, yes. This is an awful, <laughs> awful woman. I agree. Yeah, that was something that really jumped out at me when you see her and she's beautiful and she's strong-willed and they focus in on her face and she is staring so intently and it's just... It's like looking at a snake, you know? It was really very well done. Yeah, I like that bit, too. And, and then when he was just like, she's a real bitch, you know? And then you could just see it in her eyeballs. Oh, and, yeah. you know, She's yeah. a damn drunk. And when she was done with him, he was a damn drunk, too. <laughs> God, you just see her, and I was just like, ball buster. That's and exactly I love how I she has, like, such a common name. Jennifer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what I was wondering, I wanted to ask everybody, do you think that he feels guilty about all of that? About how is his friend dying? Yeah. I think a little bit because yeah, because he was he mentioned on the plane that he just honestly just didn't know if he took his medication all. But at the same time he had been like policing him for so long. I think his friend probably would have died a lot sooner if he hadn't been there, you know. That was why I thought that he must feel guilty about it because that 
the whole cartoon sort of screamed that he was trying to tell himself that. Like, I did everything I could. Yeah. Yeah. You could tell he was very tired. Yes. Oh, my exactly. God. Well, can Just you didn't know what to do. How yeah. many months was he in China? Like, having to... Sounded like... Like, he... Sounded he, like a long time. He was... He overstayed his visa by a few weeks, so he had to have planned to be there for a while. <clears throat> uh, that was actually... Was that Robert Valley's voice narrating it? Was yeah, that I don't his know. voice doing? I'm not sure. I looked up and I couldn't, because I even looked on IMDb and they didn't say I think it is. I thought it was like the perfect voice for it. I mean, I could I could sit there and just listen to it. The music was wonderful. He apparently, one of his two Kickstarter campaigns to fund this was getting the rights to use the music that he wanted to use. So that's where the money went for that. Which, I'll it, bet that cost more than the actual animation did. Probably. Get this. I looked up last night. Do you know what he used to animate it? What? Photoshop. Oh, really? No kidding. Wow. Honest to God. And he said that animators nowadays, like, look at him like, what the hell are you doing? And I'm like, because I'm thinking, Catherine and I had made some little, like, 10, 15 second animated GIFs in Photoshop. So it's like that, except an entire movie. You that, know, it's just, it's crazy. Would the file be just enormous for something yes. like that? Like, like needing an extra, you know, five computers and possibly a cloud storage area to store something that big? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, we are talking like terabytes of data. My God. But, you know, he, I, I, I agree with Nathan that I wouldn't mind seeing that one get it. But I think it's going to go to the next one that we're going to talk about, yeah. which I deliberately saved. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So this is, this is um, uh, I believe it is Pixar because it was it shown before Moana, I think, maybe? Or yeah, was it's it? Disney Pixar. Okay. Yeah. But it, it was either the yeah. one that was shown before Moana or shown before Finding Dory. It was Finding Dory, according to our friend who works in the movie theaters. So. Ah, gotcha. It was really awfully brilliant. <laughs> it was pretty amazing. <laughs> Piper. Oh, my God. And I saw little clips of it beforehand, and then we got to see it in the whole movie theater. That was the crowd pleaser, I think. Yes. So, oh, yeah. Especially yeah. that one little shot of, you know, the little Piper goes out for the first time, gets completely mowed over by the wave, and then the next thing you see, he's sitting in the nest just shaking, and everybody starts laughing. Yes. <laughs> His feathers going in all different directions. We got a few laughs over when the mom was first trying to get him out of the nest, and he, like, sits there and makes a smacking noise while he's open his mouth to get food and <laughs> the audience loved that bit but it was so beautiful though and i really think if a psychologist had done this as a thesis to try to pinpoint the most adorable part of any image it would have been something like this because i mean it just it wasn't just a cute story every single expression every you know the shine in the eyes the way his mom looked so proud of him when he was out there you know finally harvesting the shells and everything it was all just so cute pixar excels at stuff like this I mean, you think about, did you ever see Feast? The one that was, um, the one about the little dog? No, I didn't see that one, but I oh heard God, about it, though. Oh, my God, that's even yeah. more adorable than, than Piper was. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, now I have to watch it, because Piper was really adorable. I, it was, I, hold on a second, I'm, I'm wondering if we should even mention, there was another commended one that we didn't talk about. The Line, or Walk the Line, or something like that? Maybe they didn't. Oh, my God, oh, that's, yeah, that's not, not on our here. list. Oh, my, we absolutely should mention that. Let's just uh, take a, let's put a pin in Piper for a <laughs> okay. second, and talk about it's um uh what was it it wasn't walk the line was, was it head of no something it, it was like head a play the on the words yeah hold it wait so pause. we're actually gonna <laughs> now have to, we're actually gonna look this up because i'm like what the hell i totally forgot about that one yeah i did too, i actually like that one. Not in our list. oh here we go got it okay. all right it's called 
Once Upon a Line. Once so Upon a Line. Yes. Yes. Yeah, exactly. I was very impressed by that one. I was, it was so appealing, especially the first half of it, where he's just running through his daily routine, and it's all just one single line, almost like a timeline, and the images sort of, line images sort of pop out about that. And the way the images just kind of clicked from one to the other was so appealing, kind of went along with a sort of bouncy percussion music to it. So Now, I did not like the way the romance was portrayed. No, no. Jada, what did you think? I agree. I didn't like how the romance was portrayed. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah, you have a a dark time maybe after your breakup. But, you know, it's okay. Yeah, yeah. It was just like too dark for me. I don't know. I just didn't like the fact that it was introduced that bringing a woman into his life was the worst thing that could ever happen. Made it better. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that sucked. Come on. Hey, Nathan, what do you think? Never mind the fact that you're on a podcast with three women. What do you think of that idea? (laughs) That was actually my least favorite of the the entire collection of shorts. Interesting. It was just, I thought it was too repetitive. I thought it was a clever idea the way they did it, but it was just like the same thing repeated and then a slight variation. And I can see why they did that, but they could have toned it down a little bit. And the, the only thing that I could think at the ending was the fact that maybe they portrayed the romance as being bad is because it was all he was still trying to be on the same line he was still trying to do the same routine the same kind of life he'd already had so of course it was crowded when he's got another woman like and he's trying to fit her into that and it was only when he steps into a completely different line that he realizes he can be open but I'm like yeah but you made it sound like romance sucks and women suck and they do nothing but just mess up your comfy little routine and I don't like how she traded the cat I was just gonna say that they lost me from the, the moment that she like the way she treats the cat. <laughs> no. Good she pushes the cat away so she can put the fish bowl. I'm like, I hope your fish dies. Yeah, I know, and right? That was, that, I thought that would have made a little bit more sense to have him with his comfortable bachelor life to have a fish, and she's the one that brings in a cat, and possibly the cat ends up being a brat and going after the fish and everything. But the reversal just didn't really work for me. I did like the way that when she was leaving and she's yelling and everything, she goes stomping out the door and the fish just suddenly goes rawr, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that did get a laugh from the audience. I did see one little clever bit. I don't know if y'all caught, but when she first moves in with him, he's sitting there reading the paper, and she comes up behind him, and her you can see her hair through his glasses, and then she reaches around and covers his eyes, but it looks just like she's grabbing her boobs. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I missed that. Yeah, I missed that part. Subtle. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, okay. Anything else on uh, the Once Upon a Line before we go back to Piper? Nope. No. 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 Anyone? Anyone? No. Okay, back to Piper. <laughs> so just this, that was what I was thinking last year. You and I, Jada and I, had different ideas of which animated one we liked best. And, you know, obviously everybody and their mother has heard that we like World of Tomorrow and yep. that you really liked the one with the astronauts. Yes. Yeah. The Russian one. Yes. And the one that won, I felt out of all of them, was the most family friendly. And that's why I think Pear Cider and Cigarettes won't win and why Piper will. Exactly. Because not only is it brilliant, but I think it appeals to the most widest audience. Well, that so. and we were, as we were walking out, before I had to run back to get the jacket that I'd forgotten at my seat, but ah, nice. uh, a couple was ahead of us and I overheard one of them saying, yeah, Piper was the only one with the story that had a beginning, middle, and end. I'm like, yeah, in a way. I don't agree with that. No. Pear Cider had, an, had a beginning, a middle, and an end. It's true. I guess maybe with Pear Cider, a lot of people wouldn't be able to identify with this idea that, because... Fortunately, not as many people have an experience with someone who has an addiction and this fact that you had this guy 
who would die if his liver completely shut down. And here his friend is having to physically take the bottle of beer out of his hand, you know, for months. So and that a lot of people would probably be very frustrated with that whole concept, which, you know, granted, it is pretty frustrating. If you all right, so Jada, if it wasn't Piper, which one would you want to actually have win? I like Blind Vaisha. Nice. Very nice. Nathan, what about you? Well, Pear Cider, definitely. I got to say Pear Cider, too. I liked Blind Vaisha, but especially I liked the music in that one. It was very, especially with the uh, um, the wise women coming in and the sort of dancing thing they were doing. They're trying to, yeah. quote, 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 cure her. But uh, yeah, I think Pear Cider, possibly, if it wasn't Piper. I agree. I, I, I really think that Piper's going to walk away with it. I had seen some clips of it before I went to see the movie, and I was like... Pixar's. But you know what? Pixar had Sanjay's superheroes last year, and I wouldn't have minded that to get it, but I felt that one didn't get it. <laughs> it wasn't American enough, you know? <laughs> Some guy in India. So. Unfortunately, yeah. It's, it, it's, yeah. It is an American awards ceremony. Yes. It sounds so bad. The only one of last year's that I've still only seen is a World of Tomorrow. I haven't seen any of the other ones. I think you'd like Sanjay's superheroes. And yeah, I like that one. Yeah, and I'll have to figure out, oh, I, that was um that ran before the good dinosaur which some people have told me they're like yeah that was the only good part about the good dinosaur oh dear so i'm like oh well pixar's knocks it out of the park every single time i went back and uh, rewatched the short presto which was the rabbit with the magical hats so yes oh my god that is hysterical <laughs> has anybody else but me here actually seen finding dory yet no no not yet i haven't seen it i just saw it like last week and it's it's good. It really is good. It's not just a cash grab. It's not just a cheap sequel. They actually, there's a story and it's good. So I recommend that one, even though it didn't get a single Oscar nod. Yeah, a lot of people said that that was a really, it got robbed because it should have gotten some kind of nomination. I mean, is it because Zootopia already got the nomination? Or? Well, Zootopia got a nomination and Moana. So maybe they just didn't want it to make it the all Pixar all the time Oscar awards. Well, I mean... Animation is animation. They need to be... Yeah, actually. It doesn't more matter. studios need to uh, open up and do animation. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I mean, I can always watch me some cartoons. Mm-hmm. Yep. But that's going to wrap us up for the day, so make sure to check out pixelatedgeeks.com for our continuing Oscar coverage. Got a lot of uh, articles on all the nominations, and uh, the time that this episode drops is about a week and a half until Oscars, so you still got some time to catch up. I understand La La Land is pretty good. Uh, yes, though. Leland warned us that the first 15 minutes, you're kind of wondering, this got the Oscar nod, but he said after the first 15 minutes, it evens out a little bit. Okay. But um, I think uh, Manchester by the Sea just got the BAFTA for Best Picture, so that one probably is going to get a nod. So I need to see something other than, you know, Zootopia and Arrival, and the shorts, obviously. Well, yeah, and then I think uh, uh, Star Trek Beyond... Which Star I Trek also Be- haven't seen! Never mind. Okay, it <laughs> got it. Best Makeup. Oh, Doctor Strange got Best Visual Effects. Okay, yes, yes. Well, I have seen it. Nathan hasn't seen that one yet. No, I haven't seen that yet. Oh, it's That's, really it's good. Really it's good. worth it just for the cape. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really yeah. Levy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. I did see the lobster the other day i think it's on prime for free i don't think i can recommend it it's just too weird is that the one with the guy who like is trying to get a a life partner or something but if he doesn't find somebody he's going to get turned into a lobster yeah but he chooses to get yeah uh, that's his animal of choice but yeah it's a whole like resort that you go to when you're single and it's all like very heavy-handed kind of like being a couple is the best until you get onto the woods and they're single and all them are saying, you know, no, being single is the best and will hurt you if you try to be a couple. And it's all, it's weird. The thing is, it has 
spoilers, has an ambiguous ending. And I think after struggling through the whole movie, I would have been okay if I got a satisfying ending. So, and then I did get one. So This sounds like a fan fiction. Kinda, mm. yeah, a little bit. Somebody working through some issues. <laughs> Very much. It's beautiful, and I like the way everybody talks, and I like the writing, but I just can't recommend it. Well, they got two Fifty Shades of Grey movies, and those were fan fiction, so <sighs> it may well have been one. Don't give fan fiction a bad name with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, unfortunately, what that ended up doing was giving a lot of bad fan fiction writers hope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe my piece of fan fiction based on, I don't know, Yowie or whatever, will end up getting turned into a movie. I'm like, no, it really won't. I bet you never know. I wouldn't have thought it with this woman's stuff, because I read the first book. and <laughs> But for other things that we do like, check out pixelatedgeek.com. I believe next week we will have a Welcome to Night Vale episode to recap, so that's probably what we're going to talk about. But thank you very much to Jada and to Nathan for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, one way or the other, we will see everybody in one week. Talk to y'all later. Thank <laughs> you.